Guys, we can take it. Why? Because God said, if God be for you, who can be against you? When you go out in the power and presence of Christ and you call down the anointing of God, you say, give us the fire, give us the rain of revival, we will stand here. We will hold the line in the school districts. We will hold the line in political areas. We will hold the line by the truth of God's word. We will wake up the woke and contend for absolute truth in a postmodern culture. God says, now I can fight on their behalf. Who, if, if God is with you, who can, who can stop you? What devil can stop you when God is for you? Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the second and final part of a message from Pastor Shane titled, The Day Fire and Rain Fell. Theologian John Owen once said, When the Holy Spirit sanctifies believers, He does a complete work in them. He puts into their minds, wills, and hearts a gracious, supernatural principle which fills them with a holy desire to live to God. The whole life and being of holiness lies in this. This is the new creation. In this message, Pastor Shane sounds the alarm to the sleeping church with a convicting sermon encouraging every listener to repentance and a call to live powerfully in God's Holy Spirit today. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. There are things trying to extinguish that fire. You've got the fire. Oh, that would be a whole new sermon, things that extinguish the fire pride and of course and belittling and a disunity and and uh, besetting sin gossip complaining and critical heart god will not revive a divided church if there's a lot of division going on and backstabbing and name by name calling and gossiping i pray he does but often he doesn't because the spirit of unity ushers in a mighty move of god's spirit so the fire of his presence can become a reality in your life and you might say how I just said it earlier, when Paul said, I beseech you, that word there is is beg. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul begging? I beg you, I beg you, church, present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy unto God. What is your reasonable service? And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All of that goes together. I want to tell you a quick story. Many of you have heard me tell it many years ago, but by uh, this is from Oswald Chambers. Do, do all of you know who that is? Have you ever read a devotional called uh, My Utmost for His Highest? <clears throat> Did you know he was a solid Christian and very dead inside? He said, before I received a mighty downpour of God's fire, God used me during those years, but I had no real communion with Him. The Bible was dull, except for studying, of course. 
It was un- I was uninterested in the book itself. And I believe he was teaching at a seminary. If that doesn't alarm you a little bit. But a few years later, he wrote this, if the four previous years had been hell on earth, these five years have truly been heaven on earth. Glory be to God, the last aching abyss of the human heart is filled to overflowing with the love of God. The fire of God came down and ignited his heart. And so here's the key in John 7. We get, in John 7, we get an incredible glimpse Incredible glimpse into the solution to our problems and the cure for our chaos. And you've heard me talk about this many times, so it's no secret here. When Jesus cried out, if anyone, what? Thirsts. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Isn't that interesting? If anyone thirsts, well, Physically, we know when we're thirsty and when we're not. But spiritually, it isn't necessarily, you know, man, I'm really thirsty, I need some water. It's realizing that you don't have the water you need. I'm, Lord, I'm thirsty for that. I don't have it, but I need it. Would you help me get it? Lord, I'm thirsty. And as a deer pants for the, for the brook, oh, my soul pants for Thee. I can't wait to preach on that in Psalms. As a deer, it's, pan, it's looking. If I don't find that water brook, I'm not going to make it. And the deer is, is looking. He gets to that water brook. Everything, nothing else matters. A water brook is a nice little stream. I don't know if you're, and he just, that cold, fresh water. Oh, as a deer does that, Lord, would you let my soul long after you? I don't feel it right now. I'm dead. I'm barren. But God, I don't want to leave here until I lay hold of God. And when you lay hold of God, folks, never, never let go. If anyone thirsts, He's really asking if you have a desire and you're spiritually dead. Let him come to me, Jesus said, and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, you got to have the right God, the only God. You can't just believe in, well, I think God's everywhere and I'm going to embrace this new age movement and God is love. And oh, you won't, you won't experience, you might have a feeling, but you won't experience the rivers of living water. This living water that comes in and gushes into your heart, into your soul. It changes everything. Everything is changed. Can you imagine dead to the things of God, now alive to the things of God? Can you imagine how that would change things? Do you know, just 15 minutes from here, there was something called the St. Francis Dam. There's a road named after the area. San Francisco. One of the worst accidents in American history 100 years ago, that dam broke. That water made it to Ventura. 450 to 600 people, a lot of immigrants weren't recorded. That water consumed and took out everything in its path. Ten-ton boulders, everything was devoured when that dam broke. What a picture. Those who hunger and thirst for God to break the dam in their own heart. God, break that dam and let the water flow into my heart. The water of the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to get too off on this because I, 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 could, I want to be gentle. It's hard sometimes because you just want to say what you want to say, right? Um, but as, as I get older, I've noticed the more you're in the Word, the older you are, 
you, you, you're not as open to revival. Why is it hitting a college of 21-year-olds or 22-year-olds don't know anything better but than to worship? But then a lot of, sometimes the older crowd, you know, they've got Bible knowledge, but their heart's not aflame. And if they're not careful, they'll put out the flame in the younger generation. And we see that often. Richard, Andrew, who will be here Wednesday, I would encourage everyone to be here Wednesday no matter what is on your schedule. Rearrange it. Be here Wednesday at 6. He wrote some songs recently based on sermons he's heard here. He said there is a kingdom coming down. There is a remnant that won't bow down. They wait for revival to come. We will linger. We will wait. We will soar on wings like eagles. We will renew our strength. To those who hunger and all who thirst, you will be filled if you seek His kingdom first. There is a seeking. There is a pursuing. The day the fire fell, it can fall in your own life as well. If we truly want to hear from God, though, we need to approach this topic from a position of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He truly rewards those who diligently pursue Him. Something I was going to share at a later date, but it kind of popped into my heart now, is one thing while I was off that God really, um, I mean, I hope it's Him, right? Sometimes you don't know if it's me or you know, yourself or um, just a good idea, but not a God idea. Let me tell you about all my good ideas that were not God ideas, okay? So I, I've learned not to trust Shane Eidelman, but um, without, you know, God, the Spirit of God, of course. But just realizing, because I think many of us, uh, this being a truth church, we love the truth, we preach the truth, a seeking church, a fasting church. At some point, God says, okay, the soil's ready, now just have faith. And I was convicted a little bit of, okay, Shane, you settle down, you've done enough. We, we heard, we've, I've heard, seen your six fast, fast, it's fast. We, we've seen how you pursue. Let, let now have faith. Because I, I did forget about that. For, I mean, of course, we know about faith, but I forgot how important faith is even in regard to revival. Because you can, because then it's like, I'm doing all this, I'm doing all this, but see, then that's not right because it's a sovereign act of God. You plow the soil, but then you have faith that God's going to deliver. Because then I'm trusting in my work. I did this, come on. Instead of having faith that God will honor His Word. And God knows exactly what we need. I mean, I watch them like 24 hours a day. I would lose my mind. We had church for two weeks straight every night. I don't know if you remember that, but we had laundry piled up, dirty dishes. I was my, my, I, we're just, this, whoa, this is a lot. We got to get, man, Lord. And so I can see, but God knows exactly, give us a measure of revival in our bondage. But I realize without faith, it's impossible to please God. Diligent faith means unwavering belief, even when we don't feel like it or see the results. But did you know there is an immediate result with faith? You can. There's an internal witness. As soon as I exercise faith, I'm built up spiritually. So although I might not see it, although I might not hear it, although it might, might look like all hell is breaking loose, correct? Doesn't it? You say, Lord, we're in California, in Los Angeles County. Where in the world are you? The Grammys was one hour away. I don't want any of that, that dust flying this way. 
Lord, look what's going on. It looks like we're, we're, not, we're not gaining. We're losing. Where are the churches? Where's the voices crying out? And I heard God basically say the same thing as Elijah. I've got 7,000 who have not bowed their knee to Baal or kissed his image. Don't give up. I don't need a majority. I just need a minority. I just need a remnant on their face before me. I just need a remnant calling out to God. Oh, I have 7,000 who have not bowed their knee to Baal. I will raise up who I will raise up. I might even use the most unlikely person or the most unlikely location so that no flesh will glory in his presence faith 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 do not let what you see make you forget what god said anybody need to hear that for their kids today do not let what you see make you forget what god said then Elijah said to Ahab, Elijah, after the, I mean, this would have took a while to go verse by verse, but bottom line, the, the fire fell. Obviously, the true God spoke. And the prophets of Baal, it was not a good ending for them. They were executed. And it's interesting, Elijah prepared the the sacrifice, the fire fell. He called the people to no longer waver between two opinions. And then he told Ahab, go up and eat and drink for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. Wait, it hasn't rained for what, three and a half years? Uh, by the way, what is a sound? of a, of a? What are you talking about? There's a sound of an abundance of rain. Was that faith? There's not a cloud in the sky. He prepared the sacrifice. The fire came. Now, he's, now I'm exercising faith. Now it's time for the rain. Now my faith is engaged. And so Elisha went up to the top of Mount Carmel. Then he bowed down to the ground. He put his face between his knees and he said to his servant, okay, go look now. Go look to the, toward the sea and tell me all the clouds that are coming in. So he went and he looked and he said, there is nothing nothing wait a minute i told the king it's going to rain i have faith it's going to rain go what do you mean there's nothing you ever hear that the does the devil ever taunt you or just me see it was pointless it was fruitless it will come to nothing there's nothing happening right now but i see it i hear the abundance of rain i hear the prodigal sons coming home i see the marriages being restored i see revival hitting our landscape i see revival changing sacramento and washington you can call me a holy roller you can call me extreme but just don't call me lukewarm and someone who doesn't passionately pursue christ there is nothing there is nothing. Some of you, you know what? I, some of you are Eeyores. I even wrote it down at four this morning and looked Google, the spell checked it. I'm looking over this and I don't know why Eeyore of all, you know who you, oh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Man, is, is that not true? Gloomy, depressed. Well, I mean, nothing. No, he, he, he was there to mock Winnie the Pooh. I don't know how this turned into my, I've never put Winnie the Pooh in my sermon. <laughs> But think about, that's, what, that's what's happening. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's God. We're going to hell in a handbasket. Haven't you read Revelation? Everything, look what Biden's doing. Look at the gas prices. Look at Eeyore. I want to give you a guess, a real physical. 
If I had enough time, I would have ordered like 400 of those and passed them out today. Because, <laughs> folks, that's what's happening. Gloomy. Pessimistic. Guess what? It happens to me too. So he went up and he looked. He said, there's nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. Seven times. There's something about seven. It's a number of completion. It's a number of perfection. Go around the city. Joshua. Seven times. And he said, wait a minute. On the seven, Wait a minute. There's a... There's a cloud about that big. And you know what? I thought, that's all I need. That's all I need, God. I don't need to see the abundance. I just need to see that hand. I can, cause I can hear the sound of revival. I hear the chains falling. I see the demonic opposition being broken. I hear marriages being restored and prodigal sons coming home. I, I just need a little bit. God, give me a little bit. Give me a measure of revival in our bondage. Lord, just show me something. I, I don't care if it's in Kentucky or Ohio or the state of California. God, show us something. We need to see that. I can see it on the horizon. And now I hear the abundance of rain. When the rain pours and the rain comes down, it is unmistakable. It is a sound. It's a thundering. I hear the abundance of rain. There's a faith that jumps up inside of you. Don't let the false name it and claim it prophets discourage you from embracing faith. They did that happened to me. You know the name it and claim it false prophets all about faith, all about faith. If we're not careful, like I went through a season and said, yeah, I'm not going to I'm going to have nothing to do with faith. It's all work, 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 work. But the Bible has a lot to say about faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, Noah built an ark. He was divinely warned in a dream. Noah, by faith, moved moved promptly to the building of an ark and the saving of his family. Abram moved by faith to a place that God said, I will show you. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the living God? I just need a rock and a slingshot. Joshua came back with Caleb and said, we are well able to take this land. I bet no one could stand up and name the ten spies who were Eeyores. Can you imagine? I would love to see. Can you imagine? No, no, no. We're well able to take this land. We're well able. Guys, we can take it. Why? Because God said, if God be for you, who can be against you? When you go out in the power and presence of Christ and you call down the anointing of God and you say, give us the fire, give us the rain of revival, we will stand here. We will hold the line in the school districts. We will hold the line in political areas. We will hold the line by the truth of God's word. We will wake up the woke and contend for absolute truth and a postmodern culture god says now i can fight on that on their behalf who if, if god is with you who can who can stop you what devil can stop you when god is for you he can try can he not we should be optimistic and hopeful and filled with joy a critical negative attitude always leaves us parched my faith is weak when i don't search god's word and seek his face so does the rain of revival need to fall on you? The rain replenishes, it renews, it restores. Some of you will be listening to this much later, but have you become cold and calloused and critical? You need the fire of God and the rain of His Spirit. And I want to be clear here, because some people think, you know, they, they go to motivational seminars, and they think, man, that's just hype. 
This isn't hype, this is hope. This is hope. And you can get excited about hope. Why, why, why is church dead? A lot of churches are just dead. They're going through the motions. He revives the humble and He will revive the contrite ones. Isaiah 57.15 I'm going to close here. Henry Black, Blackaby. Have you heard of him? He said, utter brokenness in God's holy presence is a prerequisite to any mighty move of God in revival. Just chew on that for a minute. Utter brokenness in God's holy presence that must come before revival comes. Others need it, but not I. This is from Nancy DeMoss uh, De Wolgamuth in her book on brokenness. Long name, but good book. She gave a powerful example of disease, the disease of pride from this lady named Gwen. She said, I was known as a leader at my church. I was at the church every time the doors opened. It was important to me to have everyone notice me and what I was doing. I was extremely self-righteous and thought that I was more spiritual than others. Others had needs, but not Gwen Stanford. Others needed revival, but not I. She went on to say, right in the middle of religion, I was so very far away from God. And then the closing Scripture from Isaiah, your iniquities... So I want to, I'm going to talk to two groups, of course. The, the one group is the believers, possibly, that, that Greg was talking about, that you've drifted. You've become hard-hearted. You've become calloused. You've become cold. You've, you've drifted from your first love. Your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you so that you, He will not hear. What's incredible is repentance brings the consuming fire and the refreshing rain of God's Spirit. Repentance brings that. And of course, it's a call to unbelievers as well. What does that word mean? Belief means I believe in God, the true God. Unbelief means I do not. I reject that. And God's call is always to you as well. Turn to me. Come to me. Let me fix your problem. Let me be the cure for your chaos. Let me strengthen you. Let me, let me, let me save you from the wrath that is to come. And as we're talking about revelation in the future, we're going to mention that a lot. That's why I love that song, look to the Lamb of God. Look to the Lamb of God. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Look to the Lamb of God. Look to the Lamb of God. It's very simple. You just have to, no matter who you are, the believer or unbeliever, the believer would repent of apathy and barrenness and a calloused heart and pride and the unbeliever would say, God, I need You. I repent of my unbelief. I repent of my sin. I repent of rejecting the Savior. I might have head knowledge. I, see, there's, that's my concern for the American church. There's a lot of this. Oh, they, they can tell you all about Jesus, but they've never, been, they've never repented and cried out. Why? Because they're prideful. And you need to change that this morning if that's you. So this time I want you to have that, a view of that, that text up on the screen with the renewed zeal for God, a renewed passion for revival. Look to the Lamb for revival. Some of you, you need to be revived. You need to be re 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 rejuvenated, replenished. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. He's calling.
You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.